When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Been a while, hasn't it? What is going on, everybody? Happy Saturday. Yes, we are back on Saturday mornings. It is the Dan Grasso Show live in a living color. You know where you got us right here. 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number we're taking here for three hours right up until noon. And then we're handing things over to our pal Pat O'Keefe. Right here on this snowy Saturday morning with Joe Leo and Harvey Cruz. We are reunited. We told you we'd be back. I had to look it up. Last Saturday morning show we did, obviously it was before the football season. It was on August the 19th. So almost six months to the day. Yeah, that's right. Six months to the day is the last time you and I got together on a Saturday morning. And boy, how things have changed. <laughs> Right. Think about how different things were on August the 19th. We didn't know what was in store for us at the football season for the two locals. All the optimism in the world with the Jets and the Giants seeing if they could make it two straight playoff appearances in back-to-back seasons. And then things kind of took a detour (laughs) very early and very often for both of these teams. But you know what? Hope springs eternal. It's spring. Not too distant future, I would say, right? Spring training's underway down in Florida with the two teams. We'll do a little baseball later on in the morning. I was saying to the guys, though, I know that it hasn't snowed much around here for the last couple of years, but, you know, we got hit overnight. We had a snowstorm earlier in the week. I'm good. I'm good. Like, this is enough. Like, if it doesn't snow again for the rest of the winter, I am more than fine. I've had my share here just in the last five, six days of snow for the season. So let's move this stuff on out of here. Let's start to warm it up a little bit, get ready for the baseball season, and we could all go on with our lives and uh, be happier. By the way, if you want to get me on the old X, you could do so at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. So quick little turnaround for us, because we had the show last night, Friday Night Vehicle, as we are firmly in the midst of the all-star festivities in the NBA. So the NBA world hits the pause button on the season, and Come come at a better time for the New York Knickerbockers, who limped into the All-Star break, and that is putting it mildly, given all the injuries that this team has suffered, and just trying to go out there and field a respectable roster and a lineup that Tom Thibodeau could put out there on the floor. And we know that they've had their struggles the last three, four games. So the break comes at, I would say, as good a time as any for this basketball team to see if they could get some of these bodies back. Now, we know that Julius Randle, OG Ananobi, those guys are still going to be a little while even once things resume again coming up on Thursday here. But just to get some of those other supporting pieces back into the fold, I think, is going to serve this team well. Because right out of the gates, you got a couple of teams that you are battling with there in Philadelphia and then the Boston Celtics at Madison Square Garden next Saturday night. So no rest for the weary for this basketball team. And unfortunately, as like we say in sports, you know, the league waits for nobody. As you know, injuries, nobody's going to feel sorry for you. You got to play the games, you got to pick it up, and you got to 
move on here. So we'll get into the NBA stuff coming up in just a bit and all the baseball. We got some hockey outdoors tonight. It would have been cool if it was snowing a little bit later on today. Like while the Devils and Flyers were doing their thing in MetLife Stadium, Rangers and Islanders are going to skate tomorrow afternoon also at MetLife. little weekend stadium series action on a holiday in the Tri-State, which is always a cool thing there. But I wanted to start with some football here today because I, I didn't touch on it last night as much as I wanted to in our Friday night extravaganza. And I wanted to start specifically with the football giants. You know, I, I understand that a lot has been cir- circulating around this team since the season ended. And you're hearing a lot of rumors and a lot of reports about, you know, what's really going on behind the scenes. And as we know that there's been some changes already to Brian Dayball's coaching staff, you're going to have a new defensive coordinator for the upcoming season with Wink Martindale and Brian Dayball having a little bit of a divorce. And now Shane Bowen comes along. You're also going to have a new special teams coach as well. Mike Kafka sticking around, of course, to coordinate the offense, but This is a big season any which way you want to slice it for the Giants and for Brian Dable because after 2022, everything was rosy in Giantland, right? Dable was the coach of the year. Giants make an unexpected run to the playoffs. Giants are doing their thing. Everything is right with the world. And then you come back last year for 2023. And I don't think that it was out of the question that this team could make another run to the playoffs. As a matter of fact, I thought they'd make a, a wild card spot at the very least in 2023 granted you'd have to ask for a lot you know was the quarterback going to be able to play as well as he did the previous season would you be able to stay relatively healthy Would the offensive line hold up you know and little by little those things started to fracture early we knew that the schedule will be a lot more challenging than it was the previous year and they got hit pretty hard early in the season right and they got off to that miserable start and again the schedule makers did them no favors but you know what that's that's life in the nfl And you knew it was going to be a little bit trickier than it was the previous season. And then, I mean, it really got ugly at the midway point. And then there were people starting to openly question whether or not Brian Dable was the right guy for the job. If he was going to be able to kind of steady these rocky waters as the captain of the ship. And people were already starting to float the name Ben McAdoo out there. Is what if this is going to be a situation where Dayball's Ben McAdoo 2.0, playoffs in his first season, and then things quickly fall apart? And I never bought that stuff for a second. And in an odd twist of fate, here comes Tommy DeVito after numerous injuries to the quarterback position, and he's a guy that comes in off the bench and all of a sudden provides a little bit of a spark. Giants win a few football games and, you know, started to at least get all that talk about maybe there needs to be some change and all that stuff subsiding a little bit. Hell, they were even mathematically alive for a playoff spot in December coming down the stretch. You're thinking, well, you know, if things break a certain way, this team could stay alive. And we know how the season ended there. But if you have a year like this team had, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to make some changes, just like any team does. No different than what happened over in Florham Park with the Jets. And we'll talk about them a little bit later on. But you're coming off a six-win season now, and going into year number three of this regime, I would say that the results need to improve once again. And I know that they maybe played above their heads in year number one, and maybe that gave some fans a little bit of false sense of hope that this team accelerated the rebuild a little bit sooner than ordinarily it should take you. And I think that you go into the situation with more questions than answers. And you start at the all-important position. Before you know, before we get into the quarterback stuff, too, I noticed that they start to put out these odds already for next year. 
what they expect teams to do, who's going to win, who's going to be good, who could compete for a championship, and all these things. I noticed on the BetMGM odds, and I, I, I literally was floored by this. You realize the Giants' odds next year to win a Super Bowl are 150 to 1. 150 to 1. And you can say, well, well, that's a pretty astronomical number, but it doesn't surprise you. Well, the thing that's surprising about it is that there's only one team in the National Football League with worse odds, and that's the Carolina Panthers. So if you want to read into that, what Vegas is essentially telling you is that the Giants, in their minds, before we even embark on this offseason, before we have free agency and trades and, and the draft and everything that can come down the pike before we kick this thing off in September, they're telling you that the Giants essentially have no shot. Forget about winning a championship. They have no shot of being any good. Now, I understand this team has a lot of work to do. I'm not going to kid myself, and neither should you. But I'm not going to also sit here and think that this team is the bottom rungs of the NFL. Like we talked earlier in the week once ESPN threw out those power rankings, very preliminary power rankings for the offseason. You know, they had the Giants at like 27. Are the Giants one of the worst four or five teams in the National Football League right now? I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. Now, maybe I'm the one that's just being naive. And I do think that this roster is going to be better on paper than it's going to be, or it's going to be better on paper come September than it is right now. I mean, let's let the offseason actually breathe a little bit. I mean, you mean like the Giants are going to be worse off than a team like the New England Patriots next year? Like, you know how bad New England's going to be? You don't have the genius on the sidelines anymore. You have no idea who your quarterback is going to be. Give me a lot of, they are rebuilding in case you haven't figured it out in New England. That's just one place. You know, look around the rest of the National Football League. How do you know what Carolina's got to be? They got a lot of work to do. Some of these other teams, I mean, like all of a sudden Dan Quinn's going to go down to Washington and figure out the secret formula for the commanders? You know, Tennessee just said goodbye to a, a, one of the top head coaches in the National Football League, in my opinion, during this offseason. How do you know they're not going to take a step back? So let's let this season play out. If you wanted to tell me two years ago, that the Giants were no better than 150 to 1. Brian Dayball's first year, you know what? I might have believed you then because the odds were stacked against the team that season. But going into this year, please, I'm not that pessimistic yet about what we're going to potentially see. Now, look, it all starts with the quarterback, right? And by all accounts, Daniel Jones is ahead in his recovery. He had the surgery for the ACL on Thanksgiving Day. So, modern medicine would tell you. That it's a nine-month recovery. So you project that off to nine months. He's ready to rock and roll in August. He should be good to go by the start of training camp. And look, if they want to bring him along slowly, I'm not going to sit here and disagree. But there have been other players who had the same injury, other quarterbacks, and who came along even quicker. Joe Burrow was back in seven months. Deshaun Watson was back in six. So it is certainly possible. But we know that the Giants are going to have to go out there and bring in another quarterback, and I'm going to save that for what I want to get to next. But as far as Daniel Jones' future is concerned, for, look, we know that he had an incomplete this year. Didn't, barely made it through half the season, if you want to even be generous and say that. So I know that there's still some fans that weren't sold on his performance after taking that team to the playoffs the previous year and playing superb football in that playoff victory over the Minnesota Vikings. There were still fans that needed to see a little bit more. I don't blame you. And look at the way that the Giants structured this contract. They structured the contract so they can essentially get out from underneath it after this upcoming season. It'd be a $22 million dead cap hit. 
All right, that's the price of doing business in the NFL. But it's not punitive enough to where it's really going to cripple them for years and years to come. It's not structured like that. So we could be looking at Daniel Jones last season as the quarterback of the New York football Giants. But even if it is going to be his last season or if he's maybe going to revert back to the form that we saw two years ago where he looked very much like he could be the answer, you're going to have to probably bring in somebody else to be able to round out that quarterback room. In fact, it's almost a given. You're going to have to because right now, Daniel Jones and Tommy DeVito are the only two quarterbacks that the Giants have under contract right now. You know, Tyrod Taylor's a free agent. I don't know if he's going to be back. He might want to explore other options. Maybe he feels that there's an easier path to some playing time with another team around the National Football League. Who the heck knows? And then you also have the possibility of using some draft capital. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, remember, Daniel Jones, once upon a time, and look, it shocked, I think, everybody, back when Dave Gettleman used the sixth pick in the draft on Daniel Jones. Well, isn't it funny? Look at where the Giants are picking again this year. Wouldn't that be a cruel twist of fate as far as Jones is concerned if the Giants go ahead and draft his replacement sixth overall? Now, I don't think that they're going to use a first-round pick on a quarterback, but you never know, right? You never know. I mean, they could be sitting there right now, Joe Shane, Brian Dayball, in their meeting rooms and the scouts and the personnel staff, and, you know, they're starting to have their preliminary meetings on the draft prospects. And remember, these scouts, they've been, they've been looking at some of these players, not just for this past foot, but they've been scouting these guys for two, three years already. So a quarterback that might be entering the draft this year or a guy at any other position, like these teams have the notes and they got the, the intel on this guy and they've had it for quite a while. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. That's right. We are indeed back. Dan Grosser Show live back with you on our little Saturday morning spot as well. Now that we have the NFL offseason upon us. So each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. to noon, you can find us right here as well as our 
shows at night, of course, right after TMKS here on 987-800-919-3776. Back with my guys, Harvey and Joe. Isn't this great, guys? We're back together again. It's only been six months. It's like we never left, right? Really has been like we never left. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. I mean, you know, we're here. It's just a different day of the week. But we got a show. We're doing our thing. And we'll have some fun here. Steve Peichel going to join us 10 o'clock. Don LaGreca around 1030. And we have a fresh grass of us coming your way at 11 a.m. Let's get right to the phones here. Talking a little football, a little giant football on this snowy. See, it feels like football on this snowy Saturday morning. And we'll start it off with Subi in Midtown, who's batting leadoff here on 98.7. Subi, how are you, buddy? Hey, Dan. Pleasure to talk to you. And regarding the Giants, it's been the same questions over the past two or three years with the salary cap problems they've been having and signing players who you know didn't work out or whatsoever. So I was just thinking, you know, Brian Dable has a track record of developing quarterbacks, and he hasn't developed his own quarterback for the Giants. So obviously with that sixth pick, you would expect them to take a quarterback, and the person off the board would be J.J. McCarthy. Now he's been getting a lot of questions because he doesn't have – he didn't get to show his skills. And then people were comparing him to Burrow because he does um, have a good um, game management skill. So I'm just wondering why Dayball wouldn't select him there so he could actually reset the clock on his coaching career with the Giants and not have excuses of not having a QB who he didn't get to develop. And I think with veteran wide receivers who are available in the free agency market, you can at least see them developing a like camaraderie over the next two years with uh, J.J. McCarthy and good wide receivers like they haven't had over the last couple of years. That's all i got to say. Yeah, Suey, thanks for the call. Look, it, it's certainly a possibility. You know, the McCarthy thing, and that name is one that you're going to hear a lot more about over the next couple of months as we get closer to the draft in April. Because J.J. McCarthy is one of these guys. And look, I fall into the category. Look, as far as individual skills, like when we're talking about the combine, which we're going to have in a couple of weeks, are you going to stack up J.J. McCarthy with the Caleb Williams of the world, right, the Jaden Daniels? Drake, May, guys like that. McCarthy is probably going to finish behind those three guys, for example, as far as the measurables. But what McCarthy checks out on through the roof are those quote-unquote intangibles. You know, the guy's a winner, right? Helped Michigan win a national championship this past year. He is somebody who is the quote-unquote pro-style quarterback. I actually think... And again, a lot could happen, and a lot of this could just be like a smokescreen. I actually think that J.J. McCarthy is going to be drafted higher than probably most of the so-called experts envision him to. Like, if you're telling me right now, what are the chances that McCarthy is drafted in the top 10? I actually think that it's a little bit better than 50-50. Seriously, I mean, like, over the next couple of months, he is the type of guy, I think, that is going to wow people in terms of the interview process, they're going to fall in love with what he could do to a locker room. I really believe that guy is going to be selected a lot higher than maybe originally envisioned. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the pick for the Giants. And here's the other thing. Is it fair to put that on the plate of Brian Dayball that after two years, Daniel Jones has not exactly taken his game to the next level? He did for one season, right? Helped that team go to the playoffs in year one, took a step back in year number two. But is that fair to Daniel Jones? Is it? You know, like if you look at Josh, uh, Brian Dable's last stop in Buffalo with Josh Allen, Josh Allen was not somebody, remember his first couple of years in the NFL, that was this 
MVP caliber quarterback. They thought that it was in there somewhere that eventually he could get there, but it took Josh Allen a few years. And oh, by the way, it took the front office of the Buffalo Bills to go out there and trade for a wide receiver named Stephon Diggs and to continue to surround Josh Allen with playmakers before you saw this guy take his game to another level. Is it fair to say that over the last two seasons since Brian Dable's been coaching this team that Daniel Jones has had this incredible amount of support around him in that offensive huddle? I can't sit here and say what a straight face that he has. He's had some good players, but not enough to where you would expect him to go out there and play like an all-world quarterback given what he has to work with. I'm not sitting here saying because there's other quarterbacks that do it with less. I get it. You know, the talent level in Patrick Mahomes' huddle this year was not exactly what he was used to when he won his first couple of championships. But you know what? He does have a Hall of Famer in that huddle in Travis Kelsey, who had a resurgence, especially in the playoffs. Giants have another Hall of Famer in the huddle, apart from Daniel Jones, right? Best player in the huddle is a running back, and you know where that'll get you this day and age. So I still think that there's work to be done, and not just with with the head coach. How about the general manager? General manager's job is to go out there and support his quarterback and to bring in some talent that's going to be able to help him. You know, one of the biggest swings and misses, at least last season initially, was think about the selection of somebody like Evan Neal, a high first-round pick a couple of years ago who last year was a travesty. What's his future going to be on that offensive line? And when you swing and miss and draft choices that high, I mean, that's going to cause you problems. You know, the other team in town over in Florham Park, you know, they dealt with a couple of high draft choices that just didn't pan out. And they're paying the price for it at important positions. Now, I brought up Jimmy Garoppolo's name. Hear me out on this one. If you didn't see it, Jimmy Garoppolo got suspended yesterday by the NFL. Or I don't know if it was made official, but it's going to be official. Violating the league's PED program, going to get suspended for two games. It actually helps the Raiders out because, remember, the Raiders signed him to a ridiculously large contract, not all guaranteed, of course, but, you know, they signed him with designs of him being the starting quarterback. And he was for part of the season. And then his coach, who he had ties to, got fired, as well as the general manager. And Jimmy Garoppolo went to the bench, and Aiden O'Connell took over, and basically Jimmy G's time in Vegas was done. So they wanted to get out from that contract somehow because he was still owed $11.25 million next year. Because he gets suspended, clause in the contract says that the deal gets voided because of the suspension. So it actually helps the Raiders out in a sense. So he's free to sign with another team. Now, here's the thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. His name came up a lot over the last couple of weeks with the 49ers. When, When we wanted to get in on this Brock Purdy, whether or not he's a game manager or an actual real, real good quarterback, and thankfully we could put all that to rest because he's proven himself to be a damn good quarterback. And the Niners did not lose that Super Bowl because of him. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, on the other hand, I think maybe falls into that game manager mode a little bit. But the one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo has done in his career when he started games is win. It's 43 and 20 as a starter in the regular season. 43 and 20. You win two thirds of your starts. That's pretty damn good. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that I want him to be my guy for all 17 games of the season. Of course not. But just got done talking about the Giants. They only have two quarterbacks under contract, they're going to have to bring in somebody else. You have your starting quarterback who is coming back off of a torn ACL. You don't know just how effective he's going to be come the start of the season. You don't know if there's going to be any setbacks. 
You want somebody with experience that can go in there and help you win some games. Jets, on the other hand, I think I don't have to sit here and enlighten you on what went wrong with the quarterback position for them last year. And I think it's the worst-kept secret in the world that they are going to be in the market for a capable backup quarterback for this upcoming season. I think you could do a lot worse than somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that he also fits that mold for the Giants, somebody that if you need to start the season, if Jones isn't ready, you got him. And if something were to happen to Daniel along the way, you also have somebody here who could get the job done for you. Now, I'm sure he thinks he could start. I'm sure that there's other teams around the NFL that think that he could be a bridge-type quarterback. And I think that that's what he's probably going to be for the rest of his career. One of those guys that, you know, they're not going to pledge allegiance to you for maybe, you know, three years and say, you're our guy. It's probably going to be one of those, well... You know, we're not ready to win quite yet, but we feel more than capable that you could come in and at least hold down the Ford for us for a year or so. If we draft a rookie that we want him to sit and watch, you could be the guy in the meantime. I, I think that's what Jimmy Garoppolo's future is going to be in the NFL. But if you told me right now that he's the backup quarterback for the Jets or he's somebody that the Giants are going to add to the quarterback room next year, I would have no problem with that. Absolutely none. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More of your phone calls when we return. Also, we'll check in on the New York Knickerbockers at the break. Where things stand for Tom Thibodeau's team is hopefully they get a little bit of R&R over this week and are going to be back out on that court at least more resembling a healthier basketball team when they take on the Philadelphia 76ers on Thursday. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. I guess depending on where you are, you got hit with either more snow, less snow. Like where I am in, in northeast Jersey, if you will, we got about like three and a half inches, which isn't too bad. But you go about a little further south, you know, kind of like in the central Jersey area. Some of these towns got like 10, 11 inches of snow. I saw Coney Island got 10 inches. City, I don't think, is that bad, right, guys? What do they get, like about maybe inch and a half, two, if, 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 if that, right? Dusting, if anything. Yeah, it, it didn't really stick all that much on the streets or anything. It looks like a snow globe, I'll tell you that. It's it, it, it beautiful looks nice. outside, yeah. Yeah, it looks, it looks fantastic. But like I said, I'm good, right? For the two storms already this week, I'm good. If, if it doesn't snow again the rest of the winter, fine by me. Yeah, I'm good. I got hit hard this morning. Like major hard. 
Yeah, I had to. I had to wake up and uh, clear the snot out of my car. But it was easy, though, because it was powdery. It wasn't like the stuff earlier in the week. This one was like a fluffy, powdery, like the brush. Like the, the brush cleaned off the car. It was great. Yes. I'll take that God. any day of the week. Yep. Um, I actually like, noticed I, I work better swiping with my left hand. Really? With, yeah, I hold the right hand to like, I hold the right hand. I hold the the brush with the right hand, mm-hmm. and I sweep everything with my left. I felt so sick. So wait a second. I, I don't understand this. So you're holding the brush with your right hand, but yet you're you're brushing with your left hand. How is that possible? So you, is your left hand empty? No, my right, my both hands are being used. Is this a two-hand brush situation? Do you yes. have both hands on the brush? Yes, both hands on the brush. So it's almost like you're holding a broom or a hockey stick or something yes. like that. So the, your left hand is doing the majority of the work is what you're saying. Yes. Now, what about your other functions in life? Does the left hand do the majority of the work, or is it your right hand? <laughs> no. Uh, Get your mind what? out of the gutter. I'm talking about you, writing. I'm I talking just, about you know eating, things like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm righty. I'm righty. I'm righty dominant. You're righty, but when yes. it comes to, to when it comes to cleaning off the car, though, it, it, it's lefty. Yeah, I work better with the lefty. Now, do you play hockey? No, I wish I did. But you think you would be a lefty? Um, I don't think so. No. I'd what about be baseball? What, how, how do you hold a baseball bat? No, righty. Righty. Yeah. And you write righty. You said yes. There's a lot going on there. I don't. That, that's that's hard to explain. How much I don't know if there's a diagnosis for it, but it, it, it seems strange because if you are going to be predisposed to do, like, the majority of your functions with one of the hands, it would be pretty consistent, not just, like, one thing here, one thing there. I'd rather there's no diagnosis at all. You just, you just <laughs> say it and you just move on with the day. No, I don't, think, I don't think there's medication needed or I don't even think you have to go to therapy or anything like that. It's just it's odd. That's all. Yeah, the last thing you need is you explain yourself, then you got to pay for classes because of, of that. Yeah. You know what you could do to kick that habit, though, right? The next time it snow, well, I don't know if it's going to snow again, and I hope it doesn't snow again. What you do is you tie your left hand, like, behind your back or something. Pretend it's not even there. Don't even use it. And then just only get by with your right hand. Then that'll kick the problem. And then with repetition, it'll kick this thing into a habit. And then you'll just be using your right hand to clean off the car from now on. Yeah, and then you learn more about yourself, and then you realize you're just an idiot. For putting yourself in that situation. <laughs> hey, man, whatever whatever gets you through the day, right? Oh, I missed you guys. I, I missed our fun conversations here, like, you know, cleaning off the car when it snows on Saturday morning. You can't get that any day of the week. Only on Saturdays, apparently. 800-919-3776. Let's say hi to Eddie. He's in Rockland. He's up next year on 98.7. Edward, good morning. How are you? Hey, Dan, what's happening, man? What are you, who are you, Mickey from Rocky, making the guy tie his hand to behind his back and, and become a lefty? And did he, and Rocky won that fight, did he not? He did win that fight. Well, there actually, you go. Yeah, the second fight. He lost, yep. he lost to Mr. T the first time, and then he beat him. Don't switch to Southpaw until I tell you. And then he didn't switch to yeah. Southpaw until that final round, and Apollo didn't know what hit right. him. Right. And, uh, all right, let me get on the Giants real quick, you know. Daniel Jones, you know, I'm not 100% uh, uh, off on him, but I'll tell you what I would do if I were the Giants. I would trade down, okay, stay in the top 15 or whatever, and I would take Bo Nix. And that means I would have three second-round picks with the Seattle and with the trade down, hopefully. And then I would pick up the Texas running back, the Oregon running back, and the Oregon offensive line guy. And now you have three Oregon players that have chemistry together, you have four starters to stick on that football field with Daniel Jones if you need to pepper him in or start him for the first, for last, for next year. But 
Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to do nothing for you. He's he's done. He can barely move. You don't want a quarterback that can barely move. You have that with Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones is, is almost a veteran by now. What do you need another veteran for? I well, I mean, it's, it's an insurance down. policy. I'm not sitting here telling you that Daniel Jones is going to be, or excuse me, that Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that I want to play the entire season for me, but I'm saying you need an insurance policy because here, here's the question right now. Even, now, if you want to draft a quarterback, Ed, all right, by all means, I'm, I'm all for it. I just don't know if doing it in the first round is what's going to necessarily serve the Giants best the way that they are constructed at this point. You want to take one in the mid to late rounds? Be my guest. But, you know, with Bo Nixon, you're saying surround him with other guys he played with in Oregon. That doesn't always work necessarily. But Bo, here, here's the thing about Bo Nixon. This is what's going to appeal to teams in the NFL about him. Number one, it's the experience. The guy started 62 games in college. Okay, that was one of the things that served him well down in Mobile for the week at the Senior Bowl. Um, the guy's well-traveled. He played in the SEC, played at a high level in Oregon. So I don't think you're going to go into the his, his situation going into the NFL where you're going to see a guy who's not going to be ready for whatever's going to be thrown his way. Do I think he's a day-one starter in the NFL? Probably not, but I, I think Bo Nix is going to have a future in this league. And he might even be a guy who sneaks into the first round. You know, look, we're going to have a ton of draft conversations over the next couple of months, which I, I love that stuff. But the one position, and we touched on this even when it was the Senior Bowl a couple of weeks ago, the one position that this is an extremely rich draft with are offensive tackles. Like, there could be a record set this year in the NFL draft of tackles coming off the board in the first round. Because you have about eight or nine tackles that are good enough to be first-round picks. And I think that the record is seven, if I'm not mistaken. And obviously we know that certainly the Jets and even the Giants could benefit from maybe picking another offensive tackle to add to that O-line. Let's say hi to Jose in Brooklyn. He is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Jose. How are you? Good morning, Mr. Graza. Hello to Joe Leo and Harvey. Shout-out to the company. I was definitely chucking at your you know response of get your mind out of the gutter because I, I, then I realized oh this is not the usual morning show <laughs> <laughs> and by the way morning show this week me and Dave all week a little D&D action Monday through Friday 6 to 10 so we'll have some fun there awesome so yeah and I, I was just telling Joe like you know as a kid like I, as I grew I'm, I'm righty by you know writing and playing baseball um batting up but um for some reason when i play hockey or play tennis i guess i was emulating lefties when i was growing up because i ended up playing i ended up being a lefty playing those sports for some reason so so you know i could definitely understand you know the the, the, the switch of pose right there um as far as you know the jimmy garoppolo point and i i don't have a problem with him as a backup because i think that you know he could you know be be utilized in service he's a good professional he's been in that role before and he's not going to pout by you know be, being behind someone the thing um but the same situation with the giants and kind of like with the jets is, is I, I, as a fan i kind of want them to actually you know do some due diligence and do some homework because 
in a league where the talent is so vast and wide and we have seven rounds, you cannot tell me that no that there's not a good scout or that can't find a diamond in the rough when, you know, Tom Brady's being picked in the sixth round, Russell Wilson's being picked in the third, you got, you know, Brock Purdy being Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick, which used to be a joke back in the 2003-2004 times. Now that pick actually produces good NFL players the last few years. So it's just, I'm at the point where it's just like, can we at least get an NFL scout that doesn't fall for the measurables? Like, 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 you know, that makes me makes me feel like I'm watching a movie of draft day or can I, you know, get someone that actually, you know, can actually pick a diamond in the rough and actually, you know, be able to sit down, hide and, you know, sit down behind Rogers and then, you know, actually take off. I know it's an impossible, those are improbable stories and I know it may be a bad take, but I'd rather go that route than possibly, you know, trying to, you know, just you know, hope that Jimmy G is going to stay healthy, stay, stay healthy, healthy. You know, behind behind well, you know two bad offensive lines in New York. Jose, you know what it is. You know, and, and I thank you for the phone call. I, I it, it is indeed a crapshoot when it comes to picking quarterbacks and picking players. It is. You know, like look, look at what happened just this past week, the 2017 draft. Patrick Mahomes was a part of it, right? Chiefs traded up to get him. Patrick Mahomes was the second quarterback off the board. What was he, 10th overall, 9th or 10th overall, something like that. He just won his third Super Bowl, okay? You remember who the first quarterback off the board that year in the draft was? guy by the name of Mitchell Trubisky, who was picked second. Picked second by the Bears. Mitchell Trubisky just got cut by his third NFL team this week. So... You got the guy who came off the board first who's been on three teams already in a six, seven-year period. Meantime, the second quarterback that was taken just won his third Super Bowl MVP. You never know what's going to happen. Fast forward to the next year in 2018. Remember, there were five quarterbacks taken in the first round. Now, you could say either Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen have been the best quarterbacks from that lot. Lamar Jackson's got two MVPs. And he was the fifth quarterback taken in that class. Last pick of the first round. But you know what's odd about the whole thing? That there's only one of those five that's been to a Super Bowl. And it's our buddy Sam Darnold, and he got there as a backup quarterback with the 49ers. You just never, never know. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Nick's at the break. 
I think we could agree that it's come at the perfect time. Um, this team needs the break in the worst way. And, you know, I think if you take a step back as a Knicks fan and just kind of digest the whole first half in its totality, and I made this point last night, it's not really the halfway point of the season. We're well past that, you know, 55 games. You know, there's 27 left to go. When was the last time, really, in the last two decades, as a fan of this team, that this team was in better shape at the All-Star break? Now, despite the fact that they're on a four-game losing streak and they're dealing with all these injuries, I'm just talking about looking back when you put the first half out there as a whole. When was the last time this team was sitting there 33 wins at the All-Star break? A team with legitimate aspirations to make a deep run in the playoffs when and if healthy. How many times that happened over the last, like, two decades? Maybe once, twice? You still got to feel good where this team is at. I understand OG, Julius Randle, they're not going to be around when we get back next Thursday. At least we don't think. But they'll return in some way, shape, or form here in the not-too-distant future. And we still haven't even seen the real Knicks that we're going to see for the rest of the year. I'm talking about with the Bojan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks added to the mix. We still have not seen that group yet on the floor together. And I don't know when that's coming. Probably sometime in March, you would hope. You know, then you throw in Mitchell Robinson into the mix a little bit later on down the line. And we'll see what this team could do. I just hope, and I think what you have to guard against as a fan, is that it's not going to take this team any extra amount of time for all the pieces to gel because as you get later in the season, the games are going to take on even a greater amount of importance. And I don't think I have to sit here and tell you that obviously you don't want to have that happen come playoff time. You would like to already have some games under your belt late in the regular season before trying to see if all these puzzle pieces fit once the playoffs start rolling. Because right now in the Eastern Conference, you look around with some of these teams. The Boston Celtics, I think, are on their own level. But are they unbeatable? I don't consider them unbeatable. But they still should be considered the team to beat in the East. Cleveland is playing outstanding right now. Cleveland is essentially playing like, I think, what the Knicks would be playing like if they didn't suffer all these injuries at the worst possible time. Right? They have kind of like Knicks winning nine straight games type of mojo going right now. Milwaukee is a mess. And I can't believe that I'm sitting here actually saying this because Milwaukee has two of the best players in the NBA, two first ballot Hall of Famers, right? But even the coaching change has done little to improve that team. All right, maybe they've shored things up a little bit on the defensive end, which was one of the things that essentially cost Adrian Griffin his job. But they are an absolute disaster right now. They're 3-7 and seven under Doc Rivers. 3-7. and seven. And Doc Rivers is not exactly the uh, most playoff-battled head coach that I want on my bench in big games. You know, I know he's got that championship 15 years ago, whatever it was, but guys, I, you and I could have coached that Celtics team. With four Hall of Famers in their prime to a championship, it's called just get the hell out of the way. All right? But Doc has left a lot to be desired as a head coach since then, and getting off to this start with the Bucks, not doing him any wonders. That's for sure. You know, Philadelphia, who knows when Embiid is going to be back? There's noise that can be made in this conference, and it stinks right now that this team can't take advantage because of all the injuries, and the break comes at a great time, but it's only going to help you for a week. Then you got to get right back at this thing on Thursday. You're going to get a few of those pieces back, DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, and the like, but 
Still waiting for the big guns. And I don't know if today is the right day. I mean, I'll just throw this out there because it was on my mind. There's also going to have to be a decision that's made once this season is over with with the future of OG Ananobi. And I know that the Knicks acquired him because that's somebody that they wanted to keep around and they expect to keep around and sign him to a new extension and, and those type of things. But the thing that sticks out about OG Ananobi, and we knew this even before he suited up for the Knicks, unfortunately he hasn't been able to stay on the court. All those years in Toronto, he only played 70 games one time in his NBA career, one time. And it's not good that already, less than a month as a New York Knick, or maybe a month into being a New York Knick, he had to go under the knife already to have surgery. And who knows how long he's going to be out for. So I can't see the Knicks saying, oh, you know, thanks, but no thanks. They're going to want to keep him around to certainly justify the trade. And we know that when he's out there, he fits great with this team. But that is something that's going to have to be taken into account that, all right, he hasn't proven that he could stay healthy yet, even in the short amount of time he's been on your team. And you want to guard against that type of stuff moving forward. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.